Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there will be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Hi folks, my name is George, and our title today is Step Ahead. First of all, get a piece of paper and a pen to record the scriptures that will come. You are reminded that you're instructed to test the information you hear to see if it aligns with the Word of God. That is how you become strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. As a Christian, you are called to confront the enemy on behalf of the sick, the lame, the crippled, the blind, the oppressed, the lost, the abused, the orphans, the widows, and the list goes on. Do you remember that phrase, without spot or wrinkle? Well, it comes from Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. Paul is really talking about the beautiful, intimate union between a husband and a wife. Now he says in verse 25, Husbands, love your wives. Here's the example. Just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Now, I quickly want to grab another verse. This is 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17, and it talks about the return of the Lord and the gathering of the church. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. You have the picture now. Christ loved the church. We are the church, you and me. And all those who have accepted Jesus Christ of Nazareth as our Lord and Savior. And it says he gave himself for her. He gave, he gave everything he had for his church, for his bride, for us. He gave absolutely everything he had. And the reason was that he might sanctify and cleanse her. Make holy and clean is what that means with the washing of the water by the word. That, another reason, he might present her, his church, us, his bride, to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Now it says that this church will ascend when the Lord himself comes, The step one, we see the Lord. He's descending from heaven with a shout, yes. And the voice of an archangel, 
Yes, and the trumpet of God. That's a celebration. There's a celebration coming when Jesus returns for his beautiful bride. We'll be caught up together with those who have passed away, and we meet the Lord in the air. And thus we, his church, shall always be with the Lord. I hope you have that picture. The question now is, how did the church begin? When did our father start building a bride for his one and only son? It's called the son of his love. The Old Testament law, the prophets, and the Psalms were all fulfilled by Jesus when he died on the cross. The church wasn't established when Jesus rose from the dead, even though he had the keys to death and hell in his hands. God's plan was unfolding had been unfolding since the beginning of the world. That Sunday morning, when Jesus ascended to his Father's throne room to sprinkle his blood on the tabernacle, on the mercy seat, and on the vessels used in its ceremonies, the church didn't start that Sunday morning. On the evening of that same day, Jesus appeared to the disciples who were gathered behind shut doors, it says, for fear of the Jews. But his church didn't start that evening either, nor the next morning. The Father's plan was still unfolding. Remember, Jesus wandered around Judah and Galilee for 40 days and was seen by over 500 people, and he was seen as someone who had risen from the dead. Eventually, Jesus gathered his disciples together and told them to wait in Jerusalem until they were endued or clothed with power from on high. Then he rose up through the clouds to sit at his Father's right hand. Now the church was not yet established. There was no bride yet. God's plan was still unfolding. Let's go to that verse in Luke 24, 49. The Amplified Bible says, Jesus is speaking, he says, Listen carefully. I am sending the promise of my Father, the Holy Spirit, Upon you. But you are to remain in the city of Jerusalem until you are clothed, fully equipped with power from on high. Beautiful promise. So the 120 disciples prayed and waited and prayed and went to the temple regularly and prayed and waited. Eight days passed. Nine days passed. Now, Acts chapter 2. Verse 1 picks it up. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly, a sound from heaven like a rushing violent wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. It says, There appeared to them, they were able to watch this, tongues resembling fire, which were being distributed among them, and they rested on each of them, these tongues of fire, as each person received the Holy Spirit. They were all filled, that is, diffused throughout their being with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, different languages, as the Spirit was giving them the ability to speak out clearly and appropriately. God's plan was still unfolding. What did the people in Jerusalem see and hear and feel? 
These folks were from 16 different locations around that Mediterranean Sea, all in town for the Feast of Pentecost. Now, there were Jews living in Jerusalem. This is picking up at verse 5. God-fearing men from every nation under heaven. And when the sound was heard, a crowd gathered, and they were bewildered, because each one was hearing those in the upper room speaking in his own language or his own dialect. They were completely astonished, saying, Look, are not all of these who are speaking Galileans? How is it that each of us hears in our own language or native dialect? Going to verse 9, they continue saying, We all hear them speaking in our native tongues about the mighty works of God. That's what the Holy Spirit using tongues in these people, 120. That's what the Holy Spirit was talking about. Mighty works of God. And they were hearing it in their own language. It says they were beside themselves with amazement and were greatly perplexed, saying to one another, what could this mean? Now, it's interesting. On the sidelines were the priests, the Pharisees, the scribes, the Sadducees, the lawyers, the teachers of the law. Verse 13 says, but others were laughing and joking and ridiculing them, saying, They are full of sweet wine and are drunk. That would be the priests, the Pharisees, the people I just described, mocking the Christians. Now the church, the bride of Christ, is ready to be formed. Let's pick up the events again. Everybody has come down from the upper room, verse 14, but Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judah and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let this be explained to you. Listen closely and pay attention to what I have to say. Now the church is starting to develop. It takes a natural person, Peter, in this natural world to share the word of God to cause the church to grow by speaking God's word aloud to other people. God our Father had set everything in motion to glorify His Son. It took a person speaking God's Word to allow the spiritual realm of heaven to be activated here in this natural realm on earth. The church began and grew into what God wanted when the Holy Spirit started revealing Jesus as the true Son of God to people. Without Peter speaking out that Pentecost morning, God's plan would have been put on hold until somebody at least spoke up. In the same manner, God's plan for your life can be put into motion by you speaking His Word. That is why you are anointed by the Holy Spirit unto good works, the Bible says. It's critical that we remember the work Jesus did when he died on the cross. We bow down at the foot of the cross, asking for forgiveness of sins. We rise up with Jesus as he arose that Sunday morning. We serve a risen Savior. It's also critical that we step ahead. Remember, that's my title. 
we step ahead to the day of Pentecost in our study and understanding of the Bible. By hearing someone speaking the mighty works of God, the Holy Spirit can impress in those listening hearts the desire to be saved. Today you are the one speaking in tongues as the Holy Spirit leads you. The Apostle Paul was right when he said, this is 1 Corinthians 14 verse 39, and do not forbid speaking in unknown languages. Paul is writing that to the Corinthians. Do not forbid this gift of the Holy Spirit. Let's go to Acts 2, verse 37 now. And when they heard this, they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what are we to do? Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, each of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, because of the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise of the Holy Spirit is for you and your children and for all who are far away, including the Gentiles, as many as the Lord our God calls to himself. So then those who accepted his message were baptized, and on that day 3,000 souls were added to the 120-member body of believers. Then the church is off and running. The bride of Christ, you and me, the one without spot or wrinkle that's gonna enjoy meeting Jesus Christ in the air. The Father will celebrate our wedding. And I thank you, Father, for your word today. Thank you that it's going into fertile soil and will bring up a mighty oak tree. And I give you all honor, glory, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website, at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.